Sheila Applegate. And I'm Zach Hansen. In this podcast, we dive deep into the concepts of consciousness and other interesting trivia in the Netflix original series, Sense8. We're doing an episode-by-episode exploration of how we can live a Sense8 life. We're also throwing in some special episodes along the way with actors and crew and people who have contributed to the miracle of Sense8. And this week's episode is brought to you by Denise Natitian, Teresa Helenin, and Divine Phoenix Books. Books with a purpose for a positive change. In this segment, we talk about what's going on in the world of Sense8 family, the fandom of Sense8. Tina is the first actor to confirm that she will be at the Sense8 Con in Paris next year. And the results of last week's polls are in, and Zach Hansen is indeed a saint. (laughs) Though 30% of you or more think he's crazy. And I will not tell you which one I voted for. It's been announced that there's going to be a screening of the special in Chicago at the Music Box Theater on April 21st, which also happens to be my birthday. So join with me in putting the intention that Zach and I will be there to celebrate my birthday. And hopefully a bunch of you listeners will also be there celebrating with us. And we found out that the special is 151 minutes long. So we got more than two hours. We got about two and a half hours. All right, there's also another con in the first week of November. And this is the LGBTQ and Sense8 con in Berlin. It is a nonprofit con. And the details will be following. So... If you want to stay in touch and learn more about that, follow I Am Also a WeCon on Twitter. So we'll have that on the Patreon for you, too, of course. All right, let's get on with the show. This is a very exciting episode. All right, today we have Paul Agula here with us, which we're super excited about. Of course, you know, but we'll let you, we'll just say it officially here. Paul played Jella, uh, who is Cathias or Van Damme's best friend in the Netflix original series, Sense8. And he also appeared in the award-winning film, Nairobi Half-Life. Paul was born in Nairobi, Kenya, and he first started performing in a church-based group called Galaxy Players. On turning professional, Paul had many roles in the Kenyan National Theater, including Heartstrings Kenya, and he landed his first major role in Nairobi Law. This was quickly followed by the award-winning film Nairobi Half-Life, which was out in 2012, directed by David Tosh Katonga, where he played the gangster role of Mole. He's also in the film Blood Fest, which is in post-film production at this point, and keep your eyes out for that. So welcome, Paul. Welcome, Paul. Thank you. I really appreciate Sheila, Zach. What's up? What's so, up? <laughs> Thanks for being here. Very excited uh, to talk really with you today. It. I'm humbled talking to you. <laughs> so let's get right into this. I mean, yes. I think always the burning question is, what was it like to be a part of Sense8 and work with the Wachowskis in this incredible endeavor? Oh, it was uh, a collection of, it was awakening it was humbling. It was uh, angelic. Angel? Mm-hmm. Angelic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was heavenly <laughs> well, uh, being around the cast, the fans during the um, uh, uh, shootings. I mean, it, it's just life. It was life recording Sensate. It was always a celebration. Even though there was this, uh, you know, the struggle of getting things done, 
you couldn't feel it much because we were having more fun doing it than, you know, working. So it wasn't work for us. It was more of a celebration. And we have to um, make sure that we share the celebration with the beautiful viewers and the fans who actually consume it with passion. Well, that shows. I mean, it It really does show because we do know how hard you had to have worked. Like, that had to be exhausting to pull this off. It's really unbelievable, actually, with all the travel and and all the intricacies of the show. Yeah, the level of detail. Yeah. You just had to have been, like, in this creative high to be able to do that celebration. (laughs) Word. I, I agree with you, Zach. I mean, the creativity in creating Sensate, it's so tangible on set. You can actually touch it. Because when, I mean, when you have Lana Wachowski on set, you have Tom Tickbow uh, on set, you have James McTagg on set, and the cast and each and everyone, you actually can't point to who's who because it's a group family kind of a uh, creation you know you don't feel like you know we we are we are we are here and that's my boss no 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 it's much of this is this is what i have to do and she over there has to capture this and it has to come out with most honest uh depiction it can come out with and most of the time we achieve it and uh, through our fans we actually get to determine the magnitude of uh of the success that they they get uh, after watching Sensate. So we really, really have, do have, uh, get to celebrate the high of creativity when we are creating Sensate. It is always on top. That sounds amazing. It sounds like to me, it was almost like a once in a lifetime situation. Hopefully there's more of these situations around here, but just to, to work at that level, I like to see life in fractals. And Mm -hmm. to me, what you just said was like working with everybody in the way, in the level where everybody was just doing what they needed to do on such a high creative level and interacting with each other. It's almost a fractal of how the sense eights become to know each other and work together. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, I mean, it's, that's like, they, uh, that's the exact image. I, I'd put them side by side. That's exactly what it is. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah. do you think that that's why it's um, penetrating so deeply into so many fans from all over the world? Like, it, it, you infused that vibration into it because in addition to the, the storyline, living that um as you created it and infusing that into it 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 almost created the same thing in real life i mean the fluidity from the production the storyline and then the fans response is just incredible in my opinion i tell you what i tell you what it's it's with sensei it's hard to fake it right (laughs) it's hard to fake it you have to leave the moment because in Sensate, you know, something something I came to notice, I don't know if it's me alone, but I feel like Sensate ha- is full of moments. Mm-hmm. And these moments have to be lived. And then we came across the, um, the, the, the affection that the fans gave the production or the, uh, the fans gave Sensate that you have to embrace and... And, and start it up with a solution that you already have. And this time around, it has to be more, it has to be thicker. Mm-hmm. So when you're living this life, you know, you actually telling a story that most of people, most of people are living and are celebrating and are happy to be, uh, to be, to be living. So it's a life that you have to, you have to live. It's not more of a script that you just have to uh, read lines and camera angle that you have to capture. No, it's more of a life that has to be alive to each and every person who's viewing and hearing um, the sounds of everybody who's speaking these beautiful lines from from uh, from the writers. So it's much of honoring each and every 
stakeholder in this particular production, if it's the, the fans, if it's the scriptwriter, if it's the director, if capturing the moment, all that, it has to be brought to life. And that's the bliss. That's the point where bliss comes and, you know, it's, it's alive. It is alive for sure. It's very transcendent. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel that it, in that essence, that in the moment it's alive, did that carry out into your daily life throughout that time? I know there were times when you probably were with the cast and, and just sort of engulfed in it, but there were also down times when they were filming other things. Did it carry throughout your personal relationships and, and into your daily life through the whole span of it? And has it changed you forever in some way, do you think? That was a big question. Uh, from, from a personal part, perspective, me, we, we, keep, we keep tabs with each other. You know, I mean, I, uh, it's, it's, not, it, it's not really much of, you know, we only meet when we are, uh, when we are on set. Mm-hmm. Me and Kafi, Toby, me and Toby always keep tabs of each other. You know, we, we check on each other and, you know, just have fun and chat on SMS, even though the distance... We always keep tabs of each other. Me and Brian always inbox each other on Instagram and this social media. I mean, we always communicate and the friendship is alive. It's always there. And uh, it's not really much of a constituents kind of friendship, you know, where mm-hmm. you on, we only meet at work and after work, we, it's dead. It's not, it's not that. It's uh, even, uh, even offset without any project, without any promise of having sensate season, whatever. We always keep tabs of each other and we always pray to cross paths in the near future. So we are always, always friends and we, we check on each other. Okay. So it's there. It's something that's there. It's something that we, we it's not fake. It's, it's something that brought brought us together. I'm, I'm friends with Amal, you know, the previous coffees. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We are friends. We always, we always what's up and, you know, he shares some of the great things that he's doing his latest uh, movie, the trailer, he's actually going to have a direct direction debut. He shared that with me and, you know, we always big each other up and, you know, just, just being happy uh, for each other. And uh, I, I pretty much feel that that's what friends are for. So it's all, it's always there. It doesn't end. That's awesome. That's quite unique in acting, right? To befriend yeah, somebody I, I, I think so. for such a long time <laughs> and, and have that chemistry with people outside of uh, the work after the show is over. Very, it's very important uh, again. All right. So you touched on your friendship with uh, the multiple actors a couple times. We'll go over mm-hmm. that pretty soon. But right now... Let's roll a clip and we'll talk about this. Roll it. Though you must never have seen a zebra after a lion has had its way with it. A lot more worse than this. <laughs> <laughs> lion is definitely a downside. Mm. I'll tell you something my father told me. So long as you're determined and you work hard, you can be anything you want to be. And if there's one person who can be a zebra in this world, it's you, my friend. It is good advice. What did you tell your father you wanted to be to receive such advice? Son of a rich Son man. Of a rich man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny, funny clip. I really love that line a lot. So would you Thank say you. your, your character as Jella, do you resonate personally with Jella a lot and his role with Caffius? Hmm. Let me expand on that a little bit. Do you think, so we just talked about friendships a lot and you obviously have some good friends and you have good friends in the cast. Would, I guess what I guess I'm asking you is you must be a really good friend. Aren't you? If you can portray, portray, Jella, like you did on the show with Caffius. <laughs> or a really good actor. <laughs> right. Like, which one is it? Or is it both? Oh, oh, man. You put me on the spot right there. You, you asked us to do this, actually. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what. I, when I was shooting, let me, be, uh, let me, let me try and uh, just, just be honest with it. I'm going yeah. to be so naked, nakedly honest with it. Awesome. When, when, I was, when I was shooting at that point, I was much of a... A loner. Ah. Interesting. Yeah. I, 
I was so alone and I was, I had this, uh, I was, I, I was actually, um, trying to find this friend of mine and, uh, it, it was a she and, um, by then I was actually, you know, just trying to have a close, so close. And, uh, it was so funny that, um, that I, I was acting this guy. I was acting Jello, who's who, who's so loyal to this to this friend. Yet in real life, I was in this mission of getting this very loyal person in my life, and I, I didn't I didn't I, I didn't mind having her as the only person who's good friend to me. And it was during the, this moment that, uh, in my pursuit of you know friendship, I was actually performing this role. And then by the time I finished shooting season one, I actually got to friend this person. And she's, she is my Jella now. We are that tight. So, you know, I I felt like, I felt like this role itself rewarded me with something that I was acting, even when I, when I didn't have a Jella around that time. So after season one, I actually got to friend this person and, you know, uh, she's been a great friend to me, loyal, honest, brutal perfect and i feel like i feel like that's that's in real life that's the jella uh, i have in life i'm not saying that anybody else is less i'm just saying that there's this one person that yeah yeah well, he is that jella right yeah and she's like uh, she's like the reward i got from that role i can absolutely see that and the thing and the reason i liked this clip and and i kind of chose that that and um especially in season one it's the first time when they're taking Cavius away into the woods and the other passenger on the bus says I don't think he's coming back and then you say Vendam always comes back (laughs) you know but the the thing that I noticed and I I'm really fascinated with your response to this question because I noticed that you, as the character Jella, you see, and that's the zebra um, line, right? If anyone can be a zebra, you can. So your dedication to him, it's not a loyalty. Uh, I mean, it may be a loyalty from childhood, but there's this protection, this honesty, but also this seeing him as something really unique and special and knowing that. And yeah. well, I, I just, I, I felt so much love for that role that you played because before Zach, I just always wanted that. And he kind of showed up and did that for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, I, that role, the main, the main reason why I found it, there's no other way I could leave this role because in this life, I was, uh, 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 uh I, what informed my performance of Jella is um, I wanted to create this person or to leave this person who each and every everyone will fantasize or dream of having. Right. And you did. Perfect. You nailed it. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> you did. Really you did. Now, that was going to be, yeah. that's what yeah, I mean. That, that, that was the inspiration of deliver, uh, delivering that role. And also, they, uh, also they, um, the writing was just amazing. The writing was amazing. Mm-hmm. So the, yeah, the, the so writing helped you. I had all these forces around me, and uh, you know, it was just possible to make it leave. Beautiful. Very supported. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a great story. That Thanks is. for sharing that. <laughs> great, great. Uh, I mean, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do another clip? All right, let's do another clip. Here we go. Hey, Cassius, Mm? I've been thinking, why don't we hire one of those real good artists like Mose to paint Jean-Claude this time? Uh, That guy's expensive. I know, but this comeback has to be legendary. The fandom is back, badder than ever. We need to make a statement. Ah, Have you seen the Gobama? Oof, that thing is sick. I mean, it looks just like him. People care about that shit. This is important. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. John claude doesn't look the same as he did. Neither does Obama. Mm. I'll bet the go Obama used hope Obama and not now Obama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no one wants a wrinkly gray-haired dude on their bus. Exactly. <laughs> Faces change, you know, but not the hat. True that. True that. To be legends, 
we need a heart like John Claude or Obama more than we need the face. <laughs> yeah. The next stop, mm. legendary. <laughs> Speaking of faces, I must say you're looking a little different these days. New barber shop. Oh, you're looking good. Very good. Very good. All right, so this is just brilliant. <laughs> yeah, everybody has to admit that this was brilliant, it, right? <laughs> it was. She, I had it a, was. I didn't when know we they did, switched. When we read that, when we were reading, when uh, we were doing the script, uh, was that there the script with who? But when we were reading it, I mean, I, I texted Toby. I was like, that scene. <laughs> <laughs> we were so waiting for it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so hysterical. And we didn't even catch it, like, for the first time, really. And it's amazing how much is in here that, you know, we've heard people that have watched it 14 times, which is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I can see where they would know. I mean, you just get something new every time. But anyway, this it should have been pretty obvious. But it was so fluid and funny. And I love the way... The script keeps, it's like it does talk to, it's like it brings the audience in as part of the joke, as part of the insider yeah. group as we go through this and makes it so seamless. And and the other thing that it, we've noticed as we've gone in and dove in deeper into the series is that it often calls out the viewer's protest before they have it right so if you're if you're mm -hmm. bringing in this new one is going to create a hubbub they just address it and make you you know they they like answer it before you get a chance right in the script which is so brilliant yeah the the, the transition i i always call it the transition it, it was uh it was fluid so fun to me it was so fun and uh after that everything else just went on normally mm -hmm. you know everything on everything else just went on normally and it was great i mean to me I, I i had fun with that particular place and it resonates a lot with me because when we're talking about faces on that particular scene you know back here the matatu business which is that bus business mm -hmm. is really really serious so you have to face really matters if you have if you have this well souped up matatu and it's always clean always full of color and music you are, you you will be the you'll be the big the big thing in town uh -huh. so that face i mean just without even looking at any other thing whatever we were talking about right there about matatu having a good face and uh, it matters for real it matters you you must have the best matatu. It has it has to have a, a good good music, and even some of them do have refrigerators inside. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So I mean, it has to look so gisty. So uh, that really matters to uh, to our business. And then it now came down to him having this new face. The face value of it, it was so funny and very fun. <laughs> and then uh, the, now the transition of. Uh, face of it i mean it just made it um easier for for everybody else to cross that other side of uh what maybe some are dreading what's gonna happen and all that stuff and you know it, it, it happened nicely it did i would say did you have any did you what's you said it was an easy transition was there a period of time where you just kind of had to build up a new chemistry with the new actor um, no. Uh, so it was, it was that seamless, right? You just guys got into it and it was no different than yeah. before. Awesome. Yeah. I, we, you know, we never, we never, we never had like this one week of let's sit down, hug each other. And, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, he just came in, we did a read through and, you know, we just catched, uh, we, we catched up um, during the whole, uh, it was like half a day and, you know, met, uh, met for a few you know, um, rehearsals. And then, yeah, we met on, on set. That's awesome. And I, I respect, um, your, your ability because more than anyone, um, you're the one that had to, as the actor, I mean, everyone, 
everyone did. I mean, all the all the the eight did as yeah. well. But there was just this um, this effortlessness to the way all of you transitioned, and from what I've seen, um, and a respect and honoring like that. Cause I, I saw some things where people were trying to make it a big deal of like, why did he leave or whatever? But, yeah, yeah. but I just never saw any of you respond to it from the top down and just all held such respect. Um, so I want to honor all of, you know, on, on the behalf of everyone, I honor you. <laughs> yeah, I really, really appreciate it. I mean, we, we, we appreciate that, that we can't take it for granted. I think that, you know, it, even here in America, I mean, we are nearer to Hollywood and everything, but we get so used to just assuming that there's going to be drama or like that it's not what's on the screen, but you all just seem to embody the same integrity on the screen and off the screen, which is yeah amazing. I, that's, uh, you know what, I, I'd say that's, that's what artists do, you mm -hmm. know? Yes, and you are what an artist supposed to do. I mean, you just, you, um, there's, why create a big fuss out, out of it? If you can still just continue and have peace and have the same fun you used to have, why create a big fuss out of it? And we really, really appreciate the fans also for not, you know, creating a, a huge issue out of it. And, 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 you know, just everything else continued beautifully. And it's something we have to appreciate. So on behalf of all the cast, uh, I just say thank you. <laughs> so knowing that it was an easy transition, I did notice uh, there is a difference in, this is when we dove deeper into it to get ready to talk with you, but I did notice, and and also because to do that, we went through just your scenes. So, it, uh, you know, he like pulls it out of the whole big story. But I noticed, and it's beautiful because it, it matches the transition in Kafius's life, but... You, your relationship does change with him in season two, but I, it's subtle, um, and it feels like it matches, but I, it, to me, it feels like it's more to do with his new relationship with the eight and, and your role shifts. Um, I mean, I guess you know that because you played it, but I'm pointing it out for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and, and telling you that I noticed it, you know, your role, it's like your role was almost a little bit more of the protector in the beginning and just the cheer him on. And then it's like you were letting him go and grow up in the second. And you, it's interesting because you're in more, actually, you're in more episodes. And yet on the relationship, you're stepping back and pushing him towards his girlfriend, pushing him towards the politics, all of these other things, that he, letting him shine. Yeah. Um, you know what? I, di I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did it. So I didn't job. know that. <laughs> but, but one thing, one thing, one thing that um, I, I had in my mind for season two when I read it and uh, we were just playing it out. It's that, you know, this is not the same Kafius, right? Right. He's making, he ma he's making a, uh, there's a political step that's happening. And normally any guy or any friend you have, once they get their loved ones, they always tend to just, you know, distance this other person. Mm -hmm. And you can't force yourself in, into their image too. So you have to step back uh, yourself. So I, I, um, I, I was kind of um, just applying that you have to respect Zakia's position, mm -hmm. which psychologically was my position ish kind right of. exactly yeah but now somebody just stepped in and you know they're having they're having um an in intimate moment together and i'm not there so i have to i have to like you know uh give them space and give them the time to like you know just be themselves and love each other and mine was to always make sure that Kafis is happy because if he wasn't happy with Zakia, I think that would be a problem uh, with me. Right. And I'd be like, Kafis, what are you doing? Yeah. You can't, you can't continue with her. Leave her alone. <laughs> Let us marry my wife together. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, she needs so more fuck-ups like, in her life. I just, yeah, I just feel like I had to give them that space. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you did a great job. You did. You... 
imagined up the best friend anybody could ever have, in my opinion, and you played it well. Thank you. Right? Because you get to protect, you get to look out, you you get to have some beers and eat some food and, and have a good time. And at the same time, you can let him grow as a person. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, you, you, uh, we don't have to be toxic, do we? No. <laughs> Relationships need to change as we grow. They, they have to, yeah. Yeah, that's growth now. Yeah. We have one more clip. All right, we have one more clip. Let's, let's check it out. Play the whole more season if you have fine. to. <laughs> more impossible looks. We were very lucky. Come on, I know luck. This, it's not luck. I get that some things are difficult for people to talk about, but when I think about the fact that we haven't talked about that day, it gets me a little upset. Why? You're a damn good driver. You're a loyal son. You're even half a decent mechanic if I'm here to instruct you. However, I've known you since you're 10 years old. And one thing you're not, Mr. Van Damme, is a genius of martial arts. It's me. Tell her. Come on. What happened that day with the superpower? There it is. So that's like a key line there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, again, representing male friendship often is we, you know, you just let that go. I don't know how long the in long ago that was supposed to, for us it was forever because it was the next season. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it was like a week or a month or... <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's like, you know, it, that, the lines, again, they gave you were so perfect because you would be working on something when you had to talk about something serious. But how was that? And how do you think, do you think that was realistic that you could hear that in the role that you imagined him to be? Could you hear that and not think he was crazy? Or what do you think that Jella, what did you imagine Jella was experiencing when he heard this? About the Uh, the sensates. This invisible woman talking to your best friend. (laughs) From jail in Korea. (laughs) Who's standing right next to him by a bus. Yeah, so uh, (laughs) to me I was like, are you going crazy? Are you smoking pot? (laughs) But then they don't go back to it. So do you think he would have... Yeah, keep going. Yeah, he was like he was telling me about this woman who was who was born the same day he was born. She's in Korea and we are in Kenya. We've been in Kenya all this while. I've known him since he was ten. He has never left Kenya. And you're talking about a woman in Korea, and and she was there for him. And he was she was actually the spirit in him. And 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 he was fighting like like Van Damme. I'm, that's his explanation to me. I don't get it. Right. <laughs> to Jella, I don't, I really don't get, what, what are you talking about? So what would, so but, in the script, Jella doesn't really go back to that. They just go on. So what would Jella have done, do you imagine, in, like, because he, 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 as much as it makes no sense, he actually witnessed him doing something that he couldn't, he knew he couldn't do. Yeah. Yeah. As, as, as I think, um, uh, like, I made it into it. Jella was buying it because I can't deny the fact that I saw him doing all these martial, martial, uh, uh, the, the, the karate mm-hmm. stuff. And I know pretty well he's not, he's never trained it anywhere, but he, he did it and he did it so perfectly. Like I always watch on, uh, we always watch on Van Damme movies. Right. And he gave me this explanation. And as much as I, I doubt it, I still trust Kafias. Right. So he's giving me all these story, uh, stories about her, and he's now talking about her family members. So it's pretty much starting to, be, uh, to become believable. Not immediately, of course, but uh, I get to, I, get to uh, I have like a step closer to now, you know, let me listen to the whole of this story. So I, I actually draw close to uh, get to uh, to understand what he's actually talking about, because whatever whatever I saw was impossible, and whatever he's talking about right now seems crazy, but it makes a lot of sense. 
Right. And I guess even if and it's now, his, even And now he's talking about this this lady who is in jail and <laughs> and um and uh um her father was murdered and Kafia's father was murdered. So there's there's some, there's some kind of dots that I'm connecting and uh and it's actually making sense to me that there's right. there's some there's something right he, uh he's talking about even though it sounds unbelievable. Right. Because telepathical connection it's it's not something that a jailer, a real life jailer right here would grab without him saying that's witchcraft. Yeah, that was kind of we were going to talk about culture a little bit too and that's what I was yeah. kind of interested in is in your culture for this particular thing um is there like I guess you said there's witchcraft so there's not re- is there's no reference point for telepathy or spirituality that's mainstream or anything like that or science that people could um this w- this wouldn't be normal in your culture is that correct like there for jella in that culture um, would the average person say, oh, this is witchcraft if, if you weren't such a good friend as Jella, right? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, the average person, um, would they yeah, probably I, have acted differently? I mean, they, it, would be a, it would be a joke we okay. throw at each other. I'd be like, stop. Uh, I'd say it in my language, like, you know, stop, stop it with, the, with this witchcraft talk. Uh-huh. Oh, 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 magic, uh, magic kind of, uh, magician kind of, uh, of thinking, right? I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd shrug it off with such kind of a thing, but I, would, I, I wouldn't really uh, base it on, you know, that witchcraft. Really, that's what it is, because you know, in my, uh, some of the, some uh, in my culture, the people who believe that the dead talk with the living, mm-hmm. the dead and the living do communicate. So that would be natural for a lot of people. I mean, the dead communicating would be. Yeah. So yeah, I More mean, than- in, uh, in some in, in some parts down into the countryside, they believe that, and that really makes sense to them that uh, it, that the dead would, would would communicate to you through a dream, mm-hmm. and and you'd actually implement whatever they tell you, or you'd believe whatever they tell you. So. If you look at that, the, uh, that situation where uh, a dead person communicates to you through a dream, it's this. Uh, I mean, it, it, it translates to the same tele- uh, uh, telepathy right. uh, yeah. kind of communication since it has, right? Where somebody comes in, uh, somebody from Korea comes in and, uh, and, you know, handles stuff for you or communicates for you or, or, or solves a uh, a computer genius like like uh, Nomi comes and solves your problem. That's the kind of you know uh, um, thinking that 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 uh, marries with the with the upcountry version of the dead talking to uh, the living. Right. Yeah. So it's not far. It's not far from. It's not far from whatever people say or whatever people think or whatever is happening. That makes sense. You know, as you said that, I remembered. When my son was like three years old, I was telling him and his sister about the Iraq war. And, mm-hmm. and he said, oh, no. <laughs> he said, I have friends over there. And his sister, who was a little older, he's like, mommy, tell him that he can't have friends over there. You know? And he says, no, I do. I, I knew him in heaven, and that's where they were going. So he's oh. never talked about it again, but in the back of my head, and then when Sense came, Eight comes out too, but in the back of my head, I'm always thinking, I wonder if there's any telepathic connection that's going on between a soul and someone across the way that he's just not paying attention to, or, you know what I mean? It's like a, such a interesting thing for a two-year-old to say. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I understand you. That, that's, that's pretty deep. That's so, I understand what you're saying, because I'm trying to think, why would... Why would that kid say that? Right. Like, age. it seems like it has to be something, you know? Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. You know, um, in this time and age, you can't rule out anything. Right. I agree. You can't rule out anything. You can't I say agree. anything doesn't make sense because I've tried. I've tried to understand most of the things. I've, I've never got to explain deja vu. Right. And there's so many, there's so many 
theories. There are so many versions of explanation to to tell us what deja vu is about. I I, I never. I've never understood it, but I can't rule it out because it happens. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Right. You just experienced that very special thing with your two-year-old and you can't explain it, but you can't rule it, uh, rule it out. Right. right. Exactly. But somebody somewhere, somebody somewhere will try and give you an explanation. And that's when you get to, that's when you get to um, delve into it or you actually just get this, uh, uh, this uh, epiphany like, uh, oh, Okay. So that's what happened. Right. Then you start believing. Right. You start believing something. Uh, you start believing uh, something that you had questioned to, but now it's getting answered. So I do, I do uh, dig into such kind of uh, situations, and I rarely rule them out. I just wait for the appropriate time, or actually just research and get to know if they make sense. For example. You know, of late, I've I've been I've been coming across numbers that are similar. Let's say, for mm-hmm. example, one one one, ten ten, or four four four, three three twelve twelve. You know, I I I I I I came across these numbers so many times, and then it was so easy for me for like two weeks to shrug it off. I was just like, you know, <laughs> just numbers in my eyes meeting. That's all. Until, until I, I I just sat down and I was like, okay, I've seen four 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 more than five times. Right. <laughs> so I hit Google, and I I see what this means, and um and Google has this explanation to be that these are angelic numbers. Yeah. That they are angelic numbers, and they they signify they sign each number signifies something. Four 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 signifies uh, um, you are in sync with the uh, with the universe, and you should keep on being positive and be loving and kind. And uh, um, and then after that, I could see five five five. I could see two three two three. I could see twelve twelve thirteen thirteen ten ten. I could see one one one. So I I always go to Google and you know. <laughs> And you know, just see what it means. And you know what? It became a it became a habit. So anytime I come across these numbers, I always go to Google and see what does it mean. And I read uh, what it means. It's an angelic number, and it makes me feel nice. Right. Actually, yeah. That whatever I've been going through means something. Right. And yeah, it, and it's, it's a so, message it's from so beyond. Blissful. It's awesome. Yeah, and you kind of started a. A language. Once you started looking it up, then the universe or whatever energy is kind of giving you that message knows you're going to listen, yeah. and then it happens more and more. And there's a, it's a building of a language that you. You know what? You're so right. It has become part of my life now. Yeah. That's Anytime awesome. I come across these numbers, let me. Uh, I mean, just right now, I came across one on one. I know what one on one means. Be positive. Always stay positive. Think positive. Never think negative. So that's your that's my angel trying to you know communicate to me, telling me you know what, keep your thoughts positive and always just be pro uh, pro things happening. Don't be negative. All right. And I, I've been seeing them. I've been seeing these numbers, and I have to look it up. The ones that I haven't looked up, I always look it up, and it's 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 part of my life. But it's something if you tell someone, uh, so- someone, they might think you're crazy. <laughs> well, we don't think you're crazy. It's part of my life too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, if you tell right. them, yeah, yeah. don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually. Well, when I was in high school, we were in a philosophy class, uh, deciding if there was anything after death was the question that the teacher had proposed, and we were dialoguing. In that moment, I was a teenager, and after listening to the dialogue, I just came to the conclusion, we are not going to know what happens after we die until we die. There's no way of knowing, so I might as well choose a belief system that makes me feel good while I'm alive. And in that, mm-hmm. in that moment, I, cho- I chose to believe that there was more than the physical and that we could, you know, open and be in communication Little did I know that my career path, and I don't, you don't probably know that either, but bef- prior to the podcast, I have been a spiritual reader and taught people how to communicate with the spirit world for 20 years. So 
Um, <laughs> so it's like that. Can like, I be one of your, you know, you yes. can with the spirit. Yes, the you can. We can. Yeah, of course you can. And, and it's, to me, it's, it's supposed to be natural. And that's why I love, that's how we ended up doing the podcast. Cause since it sets a backdrop for all of my teachings and naturalizes it, um, because I think it shouldn't be, you know, I, like I said, I do spiritual readings, but that I, you should be able to do it yourself. Like everything I yeah. do is about teaching, empowering people how natural it is. You just have to learn the way. So what you're saying about the numbers would be one of my lessons for people. And that's the developing a language. Cause you can do that with colors, just like you did with the numbers. You can do it with animals. If you start noticing animals and you, you know, Google's great or you can get a book or whatever. But once your angels know what you're going to, it's like that, you know, if I was to go to Kenya and I needed a translation book and I carried that around with me, you know, that's what you're doing. You're getting your translation book organized. Yeah, yeah, true. So I tell you what, um, uh, all of us should be able to have these spiritual readings. But what I, what I noticed about it is it, it's, oh man, it takes a lot of concentration, time, yeah. energy, and and um, everything that we normal people don't have time to. <laughs> um, does it make sense? Yeah, it does. You have you have time though. You just well, it does. it's about awareness and mindfulness and those small tiny yeah, practices. Small awareness, tiny practices. Awareness takes a lot of time. Yeah, I agree. In the sense that, and I, the way I say that is, we could all be physicists, but I don't have enough passion to put the time into becoming a physicist. Right. So, yeah, I get what you mean. Like, I mean, I dedicated my life to it. Not everybody's going to do that. Right. (laughs) I'd really love to, I'd really love to have, uh, have that, um, that skill. I mean, that capability to actually just, you know, um, be a spiritual reader or actually just I'm trying so hard to meditate on myself, which is <laughs> very hectic. You're in, you're in good hands, Paul. We'll get you taken care of. <laughs> Sheila. Yes. Me. Hey, you know what? Um, just a starter. I put out le- this week, I put out a medit, a sense eight inspired meditation online. Um, I heard that. That was you. That's me. Yeah. That's me. You have, <laughs> you have a voice that just sends somebody somewhere that, you mm-hmm. know, you are not on earth. I was listening <laughs> to it. I listened to it. it's 26 minutes, 31 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to it. The whole of it. Nice. It is so, um, what's the word? Hypnotizing. Yes. It took me there. I felt so nice. And I'm going to have it. I'm going to download it and put it in uh, and just, you know, uh, use it to um, practice myself into that center where I I need to um, just get myself. Because it is at that point, I need to be, as an actor, I need to always... Um, be able to access my emotional side because I just realized I'm having a struggle with it. That's but um, yeah, but I need to I need to work on that environment, the emotional side of my uh, of my yeah. career. She- Sheila has actually been on set helping actors with that before, so you are oh. definitely. We, we'll talk after the show <laughs> oh, <laughs> How yeah. about that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yes. Awesome. And I do know what you mean, because I was going to say a minute ago that being an actor isn't that much different than being a spiritual channel or reader. You're really using the same. It's the same thing. You're just your art is a different um, canvas. Mm. Awesome. Well, that's a fun. You're doing a great job. (laughs) Thanks. One person asked, did you have an emotional pull or did Sensate have an emotional pull on your heartstring as it does with fans? It, it did. I mean, just for season one, I'm telling you, for season one, it's so hard. It's so hard being alone, you know, and 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 uh, trying to find this one person who who really um, you can always reach out to and. Promise you, promise your forevers to, you know, 
and 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 finding this person in a script first before you have him in life that was that was something so heavy for me right that's beautiful i found this person i found this person in a movie before i found him in real life that was that that's something that really resonated to me and it's just that i'm i'm not much of a theory guy if i was that kind of person i think i i'd be tearing the whole of the show but it really really hit me hard it really hit me hard like having this passionate friend and just having this part this person you can always share your life with it doesn't matter where you guys are coming from we we coming from the slums and we live in we uh, the kind of happiness we have together in this bus it's like we 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 rolling on limousines and lamborghinis and mansions right. and choppers so we have the state of contentment on sensei between kafias and jello that that contentment is something that each and every person wishes and i wished it them and when i heard it after that i just felt like it it was a dream come true that's beautiful manifesting through mm-hmm. through your it creation is, it is, energy it is. Can you tell us anything? And you know what? I tell you what. I'm sorry. I no. I tell you what. Something I need to add about the uh, uh the, the 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 emotional pull that mm-hmm. the fans have. I kept that I get I kept that for myself because I was reading fan stories how the the the, the show has impacted some of the fans and I felt like my stories that's nothing. These guys have been <laughs> right shook by this show and some of the stories are just you know I <laughs> you can just you can just flash your petty story out there i feel like I, i should just keep that to myself it's way too little for me because there are huge huge impacts that are have been made by the show and i i really really felt so proud to be part of this project just because of that just because it people felt it and it changed some lives it's very fulfilling to have that um reward yeah, yeah. so to speak and see that change in people's lives from the work that you Yeah. Do. And I is think Is that what is it that what art is supposed to do though? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Transcending lives is what you're doing. And yeah. I think your story is equally as important. I mean, we do hear a lot of very powerful stories in the fans, but the subtler stories are equally as important because souls who are doing well but feel alone on earth um in that subtle way that you said just not having that intimacy that's equally as important to be filled and Ooh. your story is Ooh. very important I agree with you Before we close can you tell us anything you are in the fin- the finale or special whatever we want to call it right coming up because Yeah I mean I know yeah, that's I was, out there cuz I saw you went to Paris on your Instagram cuz my job this week was stalking you. <laughs> yeah, I was I was I was out there and uh we had fun. I wish I could say much. That's but okay. they took they took that card out of my head. <laughs> What I could just say is it's 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 a beautiful two hours. Beautiful. Coming. It's a beautiful two hours coming and um uh, Yeah, like I always tell each and every every person interviews me, it's never over until the fun says over, right? So, uh, <laughs> I'm always positive about it that uh you know, you can never nothing is impossible just like Lana said. Nothing nothing is impossible. I agree and I also just want to I always want to add that it lives on in everyone's heart whether no matter yeah. what form it lives on and if we keep it alive in that way and in each person like you who is touched by it and go you know not that you won't continue with this show because we would love it if you do but if if throughout your life as you go into other acting positions you're going to bring that sense ability with you and lives will continue to transform in so many different ways. I give you my word, I'm going to do that. <laughs> one thing, one thing uh, I have to tell the fans about Sensei is I I think they know about it. It doesn't matter how many seasons we have. We can tell 100 season seasons of Sensei, but if it doesn't resonate to our lives, then it's vanity. Right. That is true. Right? Yeah. So I I I me personally um i feel like it's not it's not a lose win it's a win win mm-hmm. we've had we've had fun we've had uh, two two seasons of fun and 
two specials of fun and life changing and art, raw art and uh, and friendship and connections and and video na uh, video video interviews uh, like this. It's it's something that I I can't take for granted and 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 I feel like uh, without this impact we've gotten out of two seasons. We, it, it's nothing if you never had this. Right. Right. So, so long as the show, we leave what the show, uh, what the show tries to, uh, to tell us about humanity and life. So long as we leave it, since it is always forever. Exactly. Yep. And that's why we have our show too. So we can continue that message. If we get another, and you guys, or not. that's why you guys are the greatest. Legendary. <laughs> Legendary. Legendary. <laughs> Thank you so much, Paul, Thank for you, being Paul. with us. I had a you great time. People. You yes, know what? You are a Which state person. are you? New York. New Upstate York. New York. I was in New York, by the way. You were? When were you in New York? <laughs> for the premiere. I was in New York How for the premiere. I didn't even know it was here in New York. We're actually in the... in the rest of New York right. <laughs> in the well, countryside of the New York. One day soon, if I, if I get my, if, if I'm around New York, we might connect. And you Absolutely. Know, who knows? Yeah. I, I'd love to, uh, you know, just say hi to some of you beautiful people. I've gotten That'd an awesome. invitation from a fan. Her name is Belkis. Hey, hey, we know who Belkis is. We do is. know Belkis. We just sent Martin <laughs> Yeah, she that gave way. me an invitation. She was like, you know what, Paul, whatever you in New York, just hit me up. You know, you can you can crush at my guest house. I was like, I'm going to leave with this lady. I'm going to leave right here. <laughs> well, we'll add that because, you know, Martin, who works with Belkis, he was staying with her and then he came up to us and he stayed did. with us for a couple days. So, And then Great. back to her. So there you go. <laughs> great, great. Yeah, I mean, it, it's good to visit uh, visit some of you, friends. I mean, I wouldn't lose any of you, no matter how big we get or whatever, how far we go. That's we'll beautiful. We'll always stay together. I mean, I love that. I love, I love true, true and genuine hearts. It's hard to come by that in this world these days. Right. So when Faces I meet people like change. this, I mean, it will really lighten um, uh, my life, and I'm pretty sure your life too. So. It's great. It's great. Always keeping uh, close. It's wonderful. Thank yeah. you to all of you for creating this space and and the world. Like it's also a reflection that the world's better ready for you to act at this level. The shows to be at this level. The, it, I mm. don't know. Just this heart level. It's exciting that the world. Maybe not everybody in the world, but a huge portion of the world was open and ready to for this message and this heart-centered connection, and that creates a tipping point, and the Lots world will follow. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Okay, I agree with you. I think I, I'd say the world is always ready for uh, such kind of messages, such kind of uh, stories, and uh, we as a team. I mean, when I mean a team, when I say a team, it's all of us, including the fans. We embraced this and you know pushed the pushed the message further, and 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 it's now and it's now going to stay there forever because a story like Sensei doesn't just die. Right. It doesn't just go like that. It will always be there, and people will always watch it, and they will always look for it, and they'll look. I'm 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 so optimistic about this story. I'm pretty sure it's not gonna die. So, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Excellent. <laughs> I'm that optimistic about this story too. Yeah, it's it's got yeah. a life of its own, and it, it yeah, it, it's a powerful. It is. Life. I really love your optimism, Paul. Actually, it rubs off on I people. I mean, what else do we have, Zach? Right. I mean, we, look, we we have to live like. Because I don't know whether I'll, I'll wake up tomorrow morning, but I'll be like, hey, Zach, I'll talk to you tomorrow, okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of life, that's the kind of life I always li- uh, like living. Because if I'm not there, if I don't actually make it tomorrow, let it be a surprise. I'm not going to make you sad by telling you, you know what, Zach? Oh, man, I'm not going to be there. So uh, let's just handle everything today. <laughs> 
That's a good way to live life. That would life. be the saddest life. <laughs> that would be the saddest life. I'd be like, Zach, in fact, you can cut this interview right now. We'll continue from tomorrow, right? That's kind of, that kind of life. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you for being so amazing, Paul. Yes, thank you. We had a thank great you. time. Appreciate and you guys have a very great weekend, great life, and uh, see you on the other side. All right. All right. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. All right. All right. Great. Peace out. Peace. Peace. If you enjoy our show, we would love your support over on patreon.com slash live sensate. You can grab some exclusive membership perks. Also, please head over to iTunes and give us a five-star ratings and a review because it helps out tremendously. And you can always hit us up on the Twitter at live underscore sensei.com or email at team at live sensei.com. And thank you very much for spending your time here with us today. We appreciate it and we appreciate all the love you give us on social media. Until next time.